Welcome, everybody. Today we're going to be uh, hearing from Pastor Joe Cosentino of the Canton Grace Brethren Church about the ordination process. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Ron. It's good to have you with us. Hey, uh, Joe has been giving oversight to the whole ordination process for about the last 10 years. So he's going to give us some information about the standardized approach to ordaining uh, men in our fellowship. Uh, Inspire has recently released uh, this recommendation to all districts for this process, trying to get everybody to kind of work together at it so that we don't all do our own thing. So I'm glad I'm glad that's happening. Joe, why don't you get us started and kind of give us an overview of the process? Well, uh, the process is a little bit different than what we're used to. Um, there will be certainly an application like there was previously, and the local church will, in essence, submit something to me that says, yes, we want this man to walk through this process. Uh, a mentor will be assigned he will uh, help the man prepare for the written and the oral exam uh, for a maximum of three years. And then after that, they will take the uh, written exam. I'll grade that. They'll have an oral exam. And Lord willing, the person will be recommended for ordination. Wow, very good. Uh, what's the main difference between the way we were doing it and uh, this process? Well, uh, there's a few differences, Ron. I think one of the biggest is a, a mentor will be required. Uh, I think most of our churches in our district have been good about having uh, someone invest in the person who's going to be ordained or licensed. And uh, now it is required. And, uh, and in fact, if you go to www.inspirespastors.com, uh, you, you'll see the resources and under resources, there will be the exam process for candidates. And there's actually in that document, a checklist that a mentor needs to go through and needs to check off, yes, uh, the candidate has done this and this and this and so forth. And I think that's, that's one of the big differences. A mentor has specific things to do to help the candidate for the ordination. Uh, there are also specific entry points identified. In other words, if somebody's a beginner, uh, you do this. If somebody comes from a group from the outside of the Karis Fellowship, uh, you do this. And I think it's really good to have the entry points identified specifically so the person knows exactly what they're going to be uh, doing. I like the fact, too, another difference is the fact that there won't be licensure and then ordination. Uh, when you go through the, the entire process, at the end of the process, the man will be ordained. And so that's a little bit different. And then finally, the final difference would be there's some teaching tools that are available there. Again, at uh, inspirepastors.com, uh, the, resource, uh, the resources that are offered, there's some videos that are in the process of being uh, put online. And for each ex uh, portion of the statement of faith, uh, there are some written things that you can go through uh, for the candidates so that they'll be ready to take the test. Wow, that's great. Uh, what do you see, bottom line, what's the benefits of this system, do you think? Uh, the benefits over uh, the prior way, I think the, the mentor uh, process is a, is a big benefit uh, to guide the, the candidate to, to give input into his life. Uh, I think another huge benefit is that it's not merely going to be theological in nature as it was in the past, but help to evaluate um, the candidate's 
a personal relationship with God, relationship with people, ministry competence, and even help to evaluate weaknesses and character that can be worked on during that three-year or less process. So that's a big benefit. It's more fully orbed to help the, the candidate through the entire process, not just merely theological and exegetical. The fact that you mentioned this already, Ron, is that it's a uniform system. I think that's great. Somebody can go to another district, can feel confident that they went through a process that was legitimate and sufficiently stringent. And uh, finally, I really like uh, the first look at the Karis identity. Before the candidate gets into the process too deeply, there's a, there's a checklist uh, throughout the the statement of faith, let's call it the statement of faith, uh, through each line item. Yes, I agree with this completely. Uh, no, I have some reservations. And you can identify uh, some areas of question or reservations that a candidate has before they get fully into the process. And I think it's good to identify that right up front. Let's address the issue and uh, save everybody some time and energy, perhaps, where there's, the person's not going to be able to fully uh, embrace our beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Very good. That's excellent. <clears throat> well, now, uh, I got a, another question I'm throwing in here. Um, but why, why should uh, we be encouraging guys to, to go through this process and become ordained? It's a good question, Ron. I, I think um, there's probably three or four reasons. Uh, number one, it increases the person's competence. Uh, when you've been working and studying, you can't you can't help but get better uh, theologically. Uh, thinking through issues, I think that's important, and you, you person will get stronger at that. Uh, person will get stronger also. Again, identifying character weaknesses, uh, increasing ministry competence. These areas that are focused. Uh, the person will increase their competence just because uh, it's a focus. They have a mentor that they're accountable to. So I would say increase competence first. Uh, secondly, I'd say increase credibility. Uh, when you're done and you've passed, it might not be said, but I think people probably uh, look at you a little bit differently. I remember before I went into ministry, I was, I was a CPA and I worked for one of the big eight accounting firms. And when you pass the CPA exam, it wasn't spoken, but, but people looked at you differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think there's the same thing here. There's a credibility amongst one's peers. There's a credibility uh, even with our own people when you say you're ordained as opposed to not being ordained. And so there's increased competence. There's increased credibility. And then finally, I've noticed this with the guys. There's increased confidence. Uh, they, they feel good. They walk out of the process after they've passed the oral exam with a little bounce to their step. And a little personal confidence in ministry uh, doesn't hurt. We have plenty of challenges out there. And for someone to feel better uh, about themselves, about their grasp on things, it's worthwhile. And so I would say, again, increased competence, credibility, and uh, confidence. Very good. Very good. Well, <clears throat> how can we communicate with you uh, if we want to get started or help somebody else get started? What's what's the best way? Well, email, uh, I think it's probably the favorite way to communicate nowadays still. And uh, Pastor, Pastor Joe at CantonGBC.org, you can just ask me any question. Um, Canton's phone number 330-499-3818. 
I know I already got together uh, with the Grace Church of Greater Akron. They had three men come down, and we spent uh, about an hour and a half in my office to go through some of the details of what the uh, entire candidating process looks like, the ordination process. And that was very helpful, very good. Uh, they were able to understand things more clearly, I think, and to tailor things to their specific context. Uh, I would recommend uh, if a local church really wants to understand things more fully, set up a time in my office. Uh, they agreed, the three men from Grace Church of Greater Akron, that it's it's the kind of thing you can't really do via Zoom because there's just too much detail to go over and too many uh, computer screens to be looking at. So I would say if you wanted to contact me, we'll set up a time and um, we'll just go through things step by step. Okay. Okay. Very good. Excellent. That's very interesting. And I'm looking forward to this process uh, kicking in full full steam ahead <laughs> and hope many guys will take advantage of that. So I just thank you for sharing uh, this information with us. Uh, there is a web page that uh, I'd like to share with you at, at, just so you know what it what it looks like to get there. I want to take you there right now. And, and uh, this is the Inspire webpage. It uh, has Inspire up here at the top, and you'll see over here it says Resources, and under Resources, uh, you want to go to Documents. And when you go to Documents, you, you come to this page. And uh, here's the ordination documents, the exam process, the CARES beliefs, what they are, the ordination application, the exam process for the church, what that looks like, the mentor resources and examining board. And so, guys, if you're listening here, um, I, I want to encourage you to encourage the men that need to take this step of accountability and um, um, uh, just I'm asking, who do you know uh, right now? Write their name down, whatever, and uh, let's get them on the path. Let's give them a call, give them some encouragement, let them have the information, how to get started, and uh, 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 express your own confidence. And, hey, I see God working in you. If you do, <laughs> if you do, then 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 uh, uh, give them a little nudge and, and uh, keep coming back to them. We need to be encouraging guys to take this step. Uh, it's just too easy to let it slip by and ignore it. So thanks a lot for listening today. Thanks, Joe, for coming and sharing this with us. Uh, God bless, and I hope it goes really, really well. Thank you, Ron. Bye.